Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are. This is Michelle. And Serena. And this is From From the the Root. Root, A discussion-based podcast that explores holistic wellness through our lived experiences as Black queer people. Welcome back. Um, all right, so this is part two of Roadmaps, Not Resolutions. In the first half, Michelle and I discussed what we wanted to leave behind in 2021 because it was a hard year. And now we're looking ahead. So hopefully yeah. you're going to call in some of that optimism that you were talking about. Yes. Yeah, so what are we looking forward to in 2022? So what is your theme song for this year? So my theme song is called God's Favorite by Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, and that was Megan Thee Stallion, God's yes. favorite. <laughs> I love that song. I think my favorite part is when she talks about like buying a house next to her so that she don't have any Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that resonated deeply with my soul. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I feel that. Because who's trying to like go outside to get the paper and have an awkward conversation? Really? Exactly. I mean, exactly. we don't get the paper anymore, but that's not the point. <laughs> Yeah, take the trash out, whatever it is. I don't want to see you. <laughs> yes. Um, for me, it is Sad Girls Love Money. So give me one time to pull it up. Wait, no, 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 no. Before we even get into that, let's go back. What made you choose this song? This recently came out on the album Something for the Hotties. And I listened to the album a couple times, but didn't really sit down and listen to the lyrics. So while I was on vacation in Mexico on a a solo vacation, I was playing this song out. And so one, it hit me because she just says skin glowing because I hit the water in Jamaica. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That. And also because I was as I was there, one of the things like winter is really hard for me. And one of the things like I need to go somewhere where there's sun, I need to get away. Like if I'm going to be living in a place where like there's no sunlight and it gets dark super early, I need to, for my self-care, plot in something. So that was my Mexico trip. But it also like as I was listening to the song, I'm like affirming you need to do this ongoing because you know it affects your mental health when you don't. And that's something I really want to prioritize is like travel like what you said about the I bought the crib next to my crib because I ain't want no neighbors. I'm like, yes, heard. Yes. You know, she's talking about um how her haters in the song basically like, you know, they might be plotting against her, but like she's over here praying harder and like, you know, I've really been like working on deepening my ancestral deepening my ancestral practices, calling in more joy for myself, while also like simultaneously calling in joy for my ancestors. And she said, you know, I'm not saying I do voodoo, which I don't do voodoo. I do hoodoo. But, you know, we we got the magic. So it just hit. (laughs) It's it's a bop. So 
All right, let's hear it. Sad girls, you said? Sad girls yeah, love sad money? Girl, sad girls love money. All right. Yeah. Um the reason why I chose that song is because of the end the opening. Mm-hmm. I love the part where she's like, I feel like there's nothing in my way. Mm. All this money on me, it feels amazing. Like I think mm. moving with that one, I, the whole idea of like there are no obstacles. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um and I want to speak that into existence this year, that there are no obstacles. I actually had this dream, and it was a weird biblical phrase that I said in it, which was, um, no weapons formed against me shall prosper, which is a Bible verse from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not, a, I'm not a religious girl, I'm not a religious person. I really love that line because... I'm a water sign or an air sign, as we found out last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm both. And both don't really get hit with anything. We flow Mm -hmm. through it. Mm -hmm. We're either floating through obstacles or we flow over them or through them. But we don't ever let it stop you. And that's what I want to move through this year is not allowing obstacles to limit me at all. And then as far as the other lyrics, I love um, all this money on me just feels amazing. The reason why I like that part is because like there's nothing wrong with money. There is something wrong with how people choose to use it. And I feel like a lot of people who have similar political views don't recognize the difference. And that's a pretty big difference because if the money was in the hands of people who genuinely care about others, we wouldn't be where we are right now. (laughs) Exactly. It's um, just the energetic currency. Exactly. Yes. And I love um, Caliuchus's lines. I like the ones in English. I translated the ones in Spanish and they did not align with me, mostly because it was about <laughs> talking about a man. And I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> how to feel about that. Yeah. But, um, I love I'm that bitch on and off cameras. <laughs> I'm consistent. <laughs> there's nobody like i'm always going to yes. be the same person authenticity. I love that exactly authenticity i'm the type of bitch um a few people can handle which is true mm-hmm. i mean like i said i live my whole life as a scorpio and the truth is, is that a lot of people can't handle scorpio you're not we're for everybody yeah mm-hmm. we're honest and we're we hold people accountable and not everybody mm-hmm. is really into that life and then i like i walk like i know my pussy dangerous and <laughs> I feel like yeah, that line is inspired. And I love that line. You don't have to have a pussy to enjoy it. It's just exactly. it so good. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, Callie did something there. Uh-huh. So I just love that part. And I talk like I know my words are made of angel dust, which is, Ooh. you know, I feel like I could relate to all of those lyrics. Mm-hmm. So I love that song. I'm sad it's called Sad Girls Love Money instead of Bad some love money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Money. I don't know. I don't know what the name it could have been, but 
There's no, no, I don't feel like you have to be sad to love yes. money. And I'm trying not to be because money allows me to live in an apartment by myself with a cat. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really enjoy being, like, I love living alone. There's so, so much peace in it. So money can bring some beautiful things to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I want this year to be about me. Good. I like this. I like this song. I feel like it's a really great kind of like precursor to this flirty Libra energy you about to call in. Yeah, I'm going to work on that part. Pussy <laughs> <laughs> is dangerous, okay? <laughs> right, but well, I love, I love that. That's a good song. I'm going to have to download it because I don't really... I think there's only a couple of songs of hers that I like downloaded, but it's not by Callie. It's by um Oh, she's featured on it. Yeah, she's featured on it. The song is by Amare. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So yeah. Let me go and pull it up. Alright. So with that being said, what would you like to call in for this 2022? I'm calling in bliss. I'm calling mm-hmm. in love. I'm calling in wealth and abundance opportunities ease for growth because mm. growth shouldn't always have to hurt and money uh, money yes mm-hmm. money. <laughs> yeah and I'm also calling in for this year for me to be more um be more of myself I had a recent interaction that wasn't great and it also made me realize that I've made myself very palatable to others over the years um as a survival tactic while I'm still here in the school that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to know that you've become too palatable to the point where people don't see you for all that you are. And it made me realize a few things. So basically it was about being like someone misusing someone else's pronouns and thinking it was funny. And obviously I do not find that funny. The funny thing is they know that I identify as gender nonconforming and my pronouns are they, them, and she, her. And they constantly use she, her, but it doesn't really bother me. But mm-hmm. what does bother me is that I guess I have made myself so palatable to, in the sense that they don't even realize that I am still a gender nonconforming person yeah. who needs respect and mm-hmm. you can't just be misusing people's pronouns. So mm-hmm. it made me want to like retaliate and be like, my pronouns are they them. You won't have to call <laughs> me they them. It is what it is. And it made me realize like that's the reason why so many, I feel like so many people will try to have multiple pronouns um, usually ones where they, um, the ones that they're like assigned at birth and then they also have they, them. And yeah. then at some point they're like, nah, you know what? It's just going to be they, them for now on. <laughs> and I feel like yep. I understand now why that happens. <laughs> yeah. Cause listen, that's where I'm about to end up. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Cause yeah. I was just like, why do you think that we, we, the ladies, do you think mm-hmm. that we just the ladies together? Like, please don't. Let's not do that. Like, I identify as a black woman, but I'm still a gender nonconforming person, and mm-hmm. I need that to be acknowledged at all times. And it wasn't that they weren't acknowledging me; they were disrespecting somebody, somebody else. Somebody else, yeah. But it's still and in my presence, and yeah, it's still mm-hmm. in my presence. I really don't give a shit whether um, I didn't like. I don't really know that person that well, but whether I like them yeah. or not, their pronouns deserve to be respected. Yeah. And I just was kind of like, I've made myself too palatable for y'all. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have to be something that I work on. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's challenging because it's, it's, you know, it's about being part of a larger system. And it's like those battles come up all the time. So it is really that question of when do I want to 
when do I want to engage with this and when do I want to just not? But yeah, that's that's real. Yeah. What well, what are you calling in for this year? Um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is more. Well, more sex. Period would be nice. Um, <laughs> but more. I and also I've always tell people you want a specific response from the universe. You need to be specific. If you have a vague ask of the universe, if I say more sex, universe, all right, here you go. Here's some sex. <laughs> so my what I'm looking for is more sensual sex, grounded in exploration, adventure, play, safety, and vulnerability. So I really want to cultivate that. And, you know, like I said, I've had all these things related to my sexual, sensual identity that I feel like have impacted me in a negative way and that I haven't engaged with it in the way that I have wanted to. And I'm just like, nah, we are in our we're in our early early 30s. We are about to get it done. okay? (laughs) on whatever timeline makes sense. Um, So that is one of the things I'm calling in. And then. Healing ancestral trauma through inviting my ancestors into my joy. So one thing that I've been kind of doing as a practice is when I'm having an experience that I'm like, dang, this is really good. I'll like invite my ancestors in. I'll be like, I invite you in most honorable ancestors to enjoy this experience. And my hope in doing that is that as I'm experiencing my joy, they're also experiencing that vicariously through me. And hopefully that's healing some of their own trauma that they may have experienced around not being able to have those experiences during this life. Because I think about honestly, like, I don't know what I'll be like when I pass on, but I ain't going to be hanging around here the whole time. And ultimately, I would like for my ancestors to move on and go somewhere else. And I do feel like sometimes they're hanging around because they feel things are unfinished or they want to help, you know, as a part of that healing process. So I'm like, all right, if that's why y'all are here, then let me help facilitate that because ultimately I do want y'all to to move on to other things. Like you're more than welcome to be around, but you know, go check out, I don't know, Pluto or like some other galaxy or something. There's gotta be other <laughs> things to, other things to do than hang with me. I wish the same for me. Um I wish the same for me. And I'm going to also be more specific about that. I'm a person, I'm a human being. And physical intimacy is important. And as somebody who doesn't make out with their friends, um, I don't get much physical intimacy unless I am in some form of a romantic or a sexual relationship. Mm. Um, So I do want to call that in for me, even though I don't necessarily, I think I want to be like, I I don't know. It's just kind of hard to find here. Yes. A lot of barriers. Yeah, but I you know what? I don't like a lot of people here. You said it. The road is open. The road is the clear. Road is the open. path is open. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to have to put in the work to make that happen by really being specific about what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that will come with some interesting and fun prospects. So we'll see about that. Yes. Cheers. So I'm sorry. I might have missed it. But you said that your ancestors, they stick around during your time. Wait, while I'm having sex, you mean? Yeah. Honestly, I've never thought about that. Uh, oh. I don't. I don't. I have not invited them. I, I've recently started this practice, so I have not. Inv- <laughs> I have not been like, hey, y'all can hang around and enjoy this. This has been more like I'm eating some really good food. 
like or when I was on the beach, you know, I, I was mm. having a great time in Mexico. So I was like doing it a lot there or just anything. Another thing I've taken to doing is being like, this was a really good decision. Like anytime I do something that I'm like, damn, this was a good decision. Like, I'm glad I I went out today. I'm glad I, you know, bought this thing. I'm glad I ate this thing, like whatever it was. So especially during those moments when I, I have that acknowledgement, like I'll try to like invite my ancestors into that. I don't know about sex. We'll, we'll think about that. <laughs> yeah. I think I was listening to the Juju, a little Juju podcast. And she mentioned that um, one time she was having sex and there was an ancestor there that was like rooting for her. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> how would you feel about, well, A, have you, have you had that experience? No. <laughs> would you want to? <laughs> like my first thought is no <laughs> that's scary I don't know it's just weird <laughs> yeah honestly I didn't even want my cat around so I don't yeah know. right like I don't I don't want my cat around either I, like I just think that the only thing that I could get is that with what really got me into my spirituality was someone saying um you are the answer to your lineage and if sexual trauma is part of your lineage, would it be would probably helpful be helpful for them to witness or be a part of a healing sexual experience? This is true. So like I see it. Yeah. I see the vision. Mm-hmm. Part of me is curious of like all of the different ways that could be. It could be mm-hmm. a situation in which like your ancestors rooting for you in the room. Yeah. Or it could be an, a, a, an, an idea of like you being taken on by a spirit at that moment, mm-hmm. which has happened. Um, there's this book, Freshwater by Kweke Mezi, and that happened to them. Like mm-hmm. they had, um, Ada had, Ada's the main character. They had a spirit take over their body when they were having sex, mm. like almost every time they were having sex. Yeah, so, like, I'm curious of what that would show up for different people based off of, like, I guess what they're comfortable with allowing their ancestors to be a part of. Because, like you said, like, sometimes they just need a little something and then they're off to the next plane if they feel like they've healed. So what if that's what your ancestors needed? Would you be open to that? Damn, you dropping some gems. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have been thinking about sex magic just in general, because it's something I do with myself, but I've never done with somebody else. So that has been something I've been thinking about. And so, I, you know, as you're saying this about my ancestors and how it can be healing, I'm like, oh, you know, if I did actually set that intention, like I offer you this energy, you know, food for thought. I'm going to sit with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like trying to picture it. I'm just like, Maybe it's like, I mean, I, like, it's kind of like a lot of things. Like, I'm saying it like, I'm totally open to it. I don't know. <laughs> but, but maybe like, sometimes it just feels like it may sound wild when you say it, but there's a lot of things that sound wild when you say it. Polyamory sounds wild when you say it. Being queer sounds yeah. wild to some people when you say it. Yeah. But then like, as you start to like understand it and you do the research and you learn, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound so wild anymore. It sounds way more reasonable. So it could it's be true. one of those experiences. Because who knows? Really- like if you really did have ancestors that experienced sexual trauma and they really do heal from that, like, imagine how blessed you and the future lineage would be, knowing yeah. that 
not only have you experienced that form of healing, but the people behind you who've been blessing you all this time have, Mm -hmm. which means that they have more that they can now pour into your cup Mm because their cup is full. Mm -hmm. So that must have been my ancestor speaking because (laughs) this just came to my head. The be be the conduit, Michelle. Yeah, that's, that's um no, that's a that's a ha moment. That's a, um I'm gonna be thinking about this a lot <laughs> for the the coming weeks. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. No if if Michelle's ancestors came into it, thank you, Michelle's ancestors. Yeah, maybe like maybe Juju mentioned it on the podcast. I'm not 100 percent sure. Maybe I'm like not aware that I'm speaking what i've learned Uh, but if it was her who came up with that idea like obviously i mean you all should also be listening to a little juju podcast because it's fire especially if it is good i've only Um, listened to um a handful of episodes but shit slaps uh, yeah i'm a fan (laughs) i'm a fan for sure um what are your what are your themes or values for the upcoming year um play and I feel like this is around inner child work for sure. And I was really just kind of connecting that earlier today. But, you know, I was definitely as a child, like experienced like adultification, growing up too early, like experiencing, having experiences or being treated as an adult. And so one of the things that I want to be really intentional about this year is making space for play because I was such a mature child. And a lot of that was related to trauma or just like, you know, how I was treated, expectations placed on me. And I did not like other children when I was a child. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go hang out with the adults over here. You know, I was thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I really feel like that was more related to, I didn't even feel like I had the space to show up to be as much of a child as I wanted to be, regardless of maturity, because I was still a child. I liked to play. So I just really want to make space for play in this coming year. Even like I've been making little videos for Instagram and honestly, it's been really fun. I was like, I kind of just enjoy this as like a play practice as because, you know, it's kind of like you're dressing up, you know, you're acting and stuff. And I love doing those types of things. So really like honing in on that for this year is um, this is a big thing. <laughs> you know, there's an there's like an app dedicated <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, I also, as a part of this, so I've been really interested in cosplay for years. I love anime, love manga. So this year I do want to get that kicked off, but I'm trying to like set a budget and stuff just because that it can get expensive doing cosplay. So when I do get that kickstarted, I will start a TikTok specifically for my cosplay. Oh, you want it to be specifically for your cosplay? Yeah, because I'm just like... I don't think I would create enough videos or content around like other topics in order to, I feel like, justify having a TikTok. Cause I feel like you have to be pretty consistent on there, like daily stuff to get traction. I, mean, I guess if you're, if you want it to be your job, but if it's just for you. That's true. But there, I mean, like the, the vid- those videos I've been doing are mostly like just for me, for like my Instagram. But for my cosplay, I think it would make sense to have that be on tiktok or something because people really love in cosplay i'm just saying be open-minded <laughs> it doesn't have to be just cosplay that could be sex education on there that could be um yeah that's true that's true talking um, about non-binariness solo polyamory 
Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Especially solo polyamory because I don't know what that is still. To this day, I don't. St- <laughs> I like. I have yet to grasp the concept of it. I'm just like, so mm-hmm. you're just dating. Like I talked to somebody on TikTok <laughs> about it too, and I was just like, so do you have expectations for like you and the people that you engage with? And they were like, no. And I was like, so you're just dating. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they- I don't think that they did a good job at explaining it, but I still have yet to figure it out yeah yeah i mean my most simplest definition is that i i am my primary partner it's not to say that i wouldn't have commitments to other people and i i mean the thing about expectations i also wonder if that person is a relationship anarchist and i think like that's also like a big relationship anarchy principle which can apply to polyamory non-monogamy it's not You know, it's just like a guideline for how you're approaching relationships. And I feel like part of relationship anarchy is that you you remove expectations from the relationship. Like, I'm not assuming you're going to do anything or be a certain way unless we've had a conversation around it and we've established that groundwork. But it's really like we throw out the structure and then we build that one-to-one each relationship I have. I don't know if that's what that person was getting at. I don't necessarily feel like that's a tenant of solo polyamory. No idea. I don't understand <laughs> racial relationship anarchy either. <laughs> so I'm confused, but I'll do my own research <laughs> on my own time. <laughs> no, but noted. And I am, I am trying to get my um sex ed Instagram on and pop in. And maybe I will also transition that to TikTok as well. Do it. <laughs> I'm rooting for this. <laughs> Thank you. All right. What are um what are some other themes you have that are coming up? What are some themes or values you have for this upcoming year? Sunlight. No, no, um, I guess. I don't think I'm outside as much. I feel like the entire most of this year I've spent indoors because I've been so busy studying. Mm. And that's not really helpful for me as a person. So I want to work on like being in the sun more often. Also, optimism, Mm -hmm. like we talked about on the last episode, I want to um, be more optimistic because I also know that a lot more opportunities and things just tend to flow better when I am more optimistic. Perspective changes everything. It really does. It does. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. Um, I also want to facilitate more. I used to do Mm -hmm. these um, full moon healings. I stopped doing them because the pandemic and some falling outs and I really would like to get back to facilitating again because it is something that I really enjoy doing. Like we've facilitated together before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I facilitated an, an, an event for an organization that I think you were part that you went to. Um, yes, I loved that. It was so good. Yeah. So I want to start facilitating again because it really does bring me joy to like bring people together and um, really connect, especially because, I, you know, life is hard. It's really hard to, and it's really easy to disconnect from each other, especially when we're not being intentional about it. So the more spaces that allow for looking inward, I think the better, especially because therapy is harder to come by these days. I guess because of the pandemic, everybody's seeing a therapist, which is fair. But that means it's a lot harder to come by, especially in the package that you want in. Like, I would like to see a Black therapist who is not a man. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that's very hard right now. Yeah. Um, Especially one that's affordable. So being able to find that. 
Yeah, I agree. That's on my list of something that I want for myself in 2022 to pri- prioritize finding another therapist because I had a therapist, but it was a, a white woman and I just felt a huge disconnect when I went to her. And I just feel like she she was helpful in some ways, but I do I feel like that ran its course. So. Yeah, I've never I, I've only seen black women as therapists, but it would be nice to get a black queer therapist or black trans therapist. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering where where are we? Yeah, if you are a black queer therapist in Arizona, a non-binary therapist in Arizona, a trans therapist in Arizona, call me. Call because, me now. <laughs> hit me up. Find my Instagram. And please reach out to me because I, I need you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if it's not to see you specifically, it would be nice to know that they're there because I don't know of any. Yeah. I mean, are you're open to virtual therapy? Yeah. I mean, all of my sessions have been virtual since okay. the pandemic has began. Yeah. It's just that like the therapy, the therapist that I have now, I guess like the organization, I don't know, the company that she works with mostly deals with crises. And since I'm not technically in a crisis. Got it. Yeah. That yeah. was similar to my my therapy. My therapy was free. It was through an organization. Um, but they also, I feel like, focus more on short-term crisis situations. And I need more like long-term somebody who's ready to go the distance with me to do yeah. the deep work, you know. I mean, I really did say to myself I was going to stop therapy this year and be toxic, but. <laughs> and, what, and what happened? And what happened? I don't think, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm cut out for this toxic life. Because um, ultimately it's not going to get me towards my goal, but it would have been nice though, just for a little bit, see what it's like, hurt people's feelings on purpose. Just kidding. Uh... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not really who I am as a person, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like right now, even though I'm not in a crisis, I'm still in med school and I live alone across from everybody I know and love, <laughs> the mm-hmm. country from everybody I know and love. I mean, I have friends here, but yeah, I think it's important for me to have a therapist in this time. Yeah, so, absolutely. We shall see. What else? Um, bravery. So that's a big theme for me coming into this year. When I was in, I don't, I think I may have already told this to you if when we talk, but when I was in Mexico, there was this bird, this black bird, which actually has like this really beautiful sheen to its feathers that are like green and blue and stuff. And it's called the great tailed grackle. And the bird kept coming up. And like I was in the pool and all of a sudden it jumped in, started to take a bath with me. I was over by the beach. It popped up. And I was like, all right, universe. What's good? So I like, what did I, I think I, I, t- I just Googled Blackbird Indigenous to <laughs> like Mexico or whatever and found the bird. And the grackle actually represents bravery. And they talked about how it's very um, like sociable and like fearless. So it will walk right up to people as it did with me. And they're very big about going for what they want. And so there's like, if you see the grackle, it's a sign to be brave and go after what you desire. And so that was already something that was like resonating with me. And one thing that I really want to do for this year is be really intentional about being brave, doing the things that terrify me, like especially the things that terrify me because 
how am I going to grow if I keep doing like just trying to go with the safe, the safe route. Um, And with that also wanting to cultivate a deeper sense of safety so that I can make space for that kind of vulnerability. Because if I'm in a space where I'm like, I don't feel safe, then how am I going to move to a space of like, let me be brave and vulnerable. That makes it a lot harder. Yeah, I agree with that. I just also think it's interesting that you seem to have a connection with birds since your last mm. name is also a bird. Mm. Hmm. I never even thought about that. And I, when I go to Colombia, me and my friend are planning to get tattoos and I think I'm going to get an owl, which I picked because it was like my mother's bird. And so there's like significance in that. But I never really thought about that. I had a friend who told me I looked like a bird, <laughs> which... which i don't know how much i agree with but it's just interesting because of what you're saying of that perception but yeah yeah Yeah. i always wanted to fly yeah (laughs) you just (laughs) i can see the i can see the relevance as far as the bird situation goes for you so (laughs) yeah so what about you? What are other, um, how have things shifted from last year to this year? Like any changes that you feel like are notable? Last year, I wanted to be about the money and like grind. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's been really hard with school. And I barely looked up to see the person I was becoming. And mm-hmm. I was going through the motions of my life and that, um, and what was expected of me that I didn't think, like I didn't have time to think. And when I did, it wasn't long enough to figure things out. So, like, I really want to make an effort to find ways of supporting myself financially that also aligns with me as a person so that I'm able to kind of do all those things. And I want to also be more self-aware of myself because, like, this is – I'm going to be 32 this year. And I I really want to be, like, a full – I want to feel like an adult when I graduate doesn't mean that I don't want to have like my child like essence, but I want to feel like I am 100% capable of taking care of myself and doing everything that I need to do as an independent person. And I'm not Mm -hmm. really sure if I'm there yet. And with me graduating this year, that means that comes into reality pretty quickly. (laughs) And I need to make sure that I'm ready for that reality. So that means making some adult decisions, but I don't want to lose myself in the process of doing that. Like, I really hope to continue to love myself through it all and make time for myself through it all. And hopefully this year, I, not that hopefully, this year I will be. I'm going to be making time for myself so that I can really be in tune with who I am. That way I can make the best decision. Moving and going through the motions just doesn't always, it doesn't feel good to just be going through the motions of life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I really want to live. And this year, and I also want to prepare myself because I do not want to be in this country Mm. come 2023. Like, I I need to be out of this country. America's okay. It's not (laughs) the best. (laughs) And I need to explore my options. Is this where I really want to be when I, you know, if I settle down, do I want to be here? Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend the apocalypse here? That's the question. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Um... I don't. Yeah, I just I don't feel like the answer is yes because mm. 
America has just too many things that I shouldn't have to deal with. Why in the world do I have to pay so much money to have health insurance? Why do I have to pay for to like get my taxes done? Why I gotta like it just seems like there's just so much work that you have to do to just exist here. Yeah. And everything costs everything costs money. And mm-hmm. as much as I do want to call in money for this year, I don't want it to be my everything. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I felt like I took a big step with that when I decided to move away from the East Coast because where I lived in New Jersey and being so in close proximity to New York, if you don't have money, you're not going to make it. Like, it, those are not places where you can live sustainably especially because rent is like so much of your like what you're going to be spending. Yeah. And I don't want to spend my most of my money on the basics that should be it shouldn't be like I don't know how to say it. I don't feel like I should have to spend my money on the basics. I should yeah, I like feel our like basic I should, needs should be provided for us. Yeah, like those things should yeah. be met. There shouldn't be a risk of homelessness and homelessness Mm -hmm. should not be this bad. And I just feel like I want to get out of the country so I can see what it's like to live in other places where this is not the issue. Where they don't have to struggle in this way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not expecting perfection, but I feel like my life might be a little bit more easeful if health insurance and student loans and very limited time off are no longer mm-hmm. something I have to be concerned about or dying from racism. Like that would be yeah. nice. Like, yeah, I know that other countries are racist, but mm-hmm. not all countries you, you just risking getting lynched like you are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see what it's like to not have to deal with that. It's just, the problem is, is that I also really love black Americans. Yeah. It's, it's a hard trade-off, right? The cult, the culture that you do love about the place you're in and sacrificing that, you know, is the reality. Unless you can find like a, like a community of what is it, expatriates. Is that what they're called? I hate that. They're foreigners. <laughs> what does that even mean? Illegals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like, like, why exactly do we get a different word? Like, this is also another thing. Like, we do have a lot of privilege being in this country, to well, go to other countries and be called expats. Isn't an expat somebody who has like left their country of origin and who has now like obtained citizenship in a new country? Maybe, but I feel like mean? that typically applies to Americans. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it. I've typically heard it in the context of Americans, but I feel like that's usually because of the stories that I've like I've read. Like I'm not really like reading about a lot of like people in england or wherever else and that so i I don't know um no you're right it's an individual living or and or working in a country other than his or her country of citizenship often temporarily for work or whatever so it seems like it's not always permanent but yeah i fully support you in that i will come and visit you i myself have always been like i don't want to live in the u.s always but i definitely want to get the experience of like living in other places and i know like my first initial goal is i do want to long term set myself up that i can live because originally i was like i'll live six months in new york city i would live here during the summer and then i want to go somewhere yeah because i was like i need to go somewhere warm (laughs) the other six months of the year um and so like my goal i don't see that happening this year but maybe the following year 2023 
I want to start phasing that into being. And I could see that being moving to another country for six months. Yeah, I would love that too. I would be committed to being in New York if I was only committed during the summertime. <laughs> and maybe yeah. a little bit of early fall. I yeah. Yeah, I don't need I don't need winter here. I don't need pretty much November, December, January, Shoot, February, October. March, right? April, May. <laughs> like I feel like right? I would just be there for like June to June to October. <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's uh it's hard here in the winter. <laughs> yeah, it's really cold. And I don't like it. It was cold for like three weeks here and I was complaining. Now yeah. it's like yeah, now the temperature is yeah. kinda coming up. I think it's kind of fluctuating a bit, but we're getting into the sixties and seventies for like two to three hours out of maybe five hours out of the day and then it goes back down again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, my heat went out twice. And it again? It happened again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because it, it happened that first time. They came, and they had to relight the pilot light. And then it happened the second time, and that was longer because it wasn't, like, relighting the pilot light. Because, I, like, I have, like, you know, water heater. That's my heating system. And so water in one of the tubes along the outside wall had frozen. So the water oh. couldn't get through yeah so it was um how cold was it that the tube got frozen i think it was like around like low teens low like 18 15 <laughs> degrees and that's without the the wind chill <laughs> you gotta come over here my friend i know i'm honestly i'm so happy i work from home because like normally my skin gets so dry just because you go outside and all of a sudden it's like crack <laughs> like Everything on me just cracks. But being inside has helped. And I actually got some good um, body butter because I ran out of yours. Side note, Julissa asked for. What she asked for another one? Yeah. You know what? I just made some, so I'm down to give it to her. I, yeah, I've been making them again. I forgot to mention that. I have been making body butters again, and that's been pretty nice. Um I still haven't figured out how to make a website yet because I'm technologically not um, not advanced enough to figure that out yet. Mm-hmm. But I do want to make a website so that I can like just figure out a way to ship it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm doing it on my own, which is fine too. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. But so yeah. In the meantime, how can the people reach you to purchase their own body butter? Either michelleinflux at gmail.com. But the best way is honestly via Instagram. Just message me on Instagram, which is also Michelle in Flux. There we go. Get moisturized, people. Get hydrated. You won't be sorry. Any final thoughts about what you want to call in this coming year or things that have changed from last year? I guess things, maybe even things you want to change. I think I'm still processing that. I feel like mm-hmm. there's something about friendships that I want to really get into um because this past year I feel like I've I mean I guess it wasn't this past year because technically it happened this year but it seems like very recently I've lost two really close friends of mine and I understand that that's part of life but it just doesn't feel good oh they're not dead just to be clear I feel like that's (laughs) (laughs) they're alive they're alive they're just they're alive we're just not friends (laughs) (laughs) um I feel like I should have made that distinction I know that it's hard to make good friends I recognize that. 
And I feel like I'm really grateful because I do have some really loving people in my life. Whether I lose one or two, I will. I always still have a really great group of friends. And I know that I think I'm really blessed in that way because I know a lot of people tend to have a difficulty making friends in their 30s, but I'm not one of those mm-hmm. people. There's something about being able to sustain those relationships or maybe look out or when or knowing when it's time to just kind of let it go. Yeah. That is also important and hard because I'm not really a um, a serial person. I'm not a serial dater. So I'm not constantly in and out of relationships with people. But I do have a lot of friends that mm-hmm. I pour into a lot. And that matters a lot to me. And it would be nice to figure out a way of like, I don't know, maybe dealing with mourning the loss of a friend better. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not that they die. Just yeah. That, you know. <laughs> We're yeah. just not friends anymore. Friendship Being breakups. Able to figure that out. Friendship we could do breakups. A, maybe that'll be an episode we do. Yeah, one on friendship yeah. breakups. Um, Since we both dealt with that. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, I think that's it. I just want a happy, warm year. I want it to mm-hmm. feel like I'm out. I really just want this year to feel like I'm in a pic on a picnic, mm-hmm. laying down, mm-hmm. looking at the sun. Not looking at the sun, looking at the clouds while the sun is warming my body. Yeah. Peeking That's through. what I need for this year. I like that visual. I love a good picnic. Yeah, picnics are fire. Mm-hmm. They truly are. They're very, very lovely. That's a that's a cute date option. Just putting it out for there for the people. Michelle and I are both available, you know, at our discretion. And we Yeah, like I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug don't 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 come to me if you're not ready if you you got an ex don't come here (laughs) stay on your instagram keep it to yourself like (laughs) i just have really high standards now so please don't play games with me because i will leave you (laughs) very quickly keyword discretion we have discretion okay and discernment yes please All right, y'all. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Do you have a shine theory? No shine theory for me today. Only like final thoughts I'll leave with is that I'm really focusing on more pleasure and more luxury for this year. And like pleasure as in like I want to make every single experience as pleasurable as possible. And I feel like a lot of times people automatically think of like sexual things. But I'm like, I want the cup that I drink out of to be a pleasurable experience. There is no damn reason that I shouldn't have a cup <laughs> that I enjoy drinking from. Like the pen I use, even the mic, I mean the microphone is okay. Maybe I'll get upgrade the mic at some <laughs> point. <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> as many pleasurable experiences as possible. A lot of times it doesn't even take a lot of money just to be like, do you really enjoy this thing? As what Marie Kondo says, does it spark joy? And luxury I realized that was something that my mother really denied herself, just kind of had this this way of like martyr. I mean, my mom was a Virgo, too. And it's like Virgos can be really like tend towards martyrdom, which Mm -hmm. ain't it like, no. And I would buy her nice things and she would not use them. She would say, I don't know what she was saving it up for, you know, because it never really came. And that's like, I don't want my life to be that. And so really like holding space for luxury and luxurious things. Mm. That's all I got to say. That's my shine theory. Shining light on pleasure and luxury. Go get it, people. Okay. My shine theory is me. 
Yes. <laughs> Since Serena has already put me out there, come by these body butters. They're mm-hmm. here. Um, it will make you feel good. Just hit me up on Instagram. Don't worry about your location. We will figure it out. Yes. Go get moist, people. I was talking some about moist. Ooh, ooh. Okay. I like the I like the word moist. Okay. I like it too. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it to be said like that. Okay. Uh, right. You know what? I think I also want to do a better job at discovering my sexuality this year. I feel like there's so much I don't know about because I'm not. I think, like, I need to, somebody to play off of to be able to, like, experience yeah. certain things. But I'm so serious, as we all know from last episode, about being very intentional and, like, recognizing consequences of what it could be to have a sexual partner that I kind of limit my experiences there as well. Mm. And I really do have a lot of things that I want to be able to play out and figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I can't really do that if I'm just doing it by myself. So... I'm calling in some more pleasure in that way mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. All right now. Yes, play partners. May my mother never hear this. <laughs> Knock I'm on wood. I'm also calling for that. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you for joining us on From the Root Podcast. Bye, y'all.